you are now a part of the network. And in this network, we focus on being kind, loving, caring, supportive, a cheerleader for your thoughts and ambitions, your positive mindset, and for the good that you want to do in the world. Continue to be curious and keep listening. We've all had ideas, intentions, things we wanted to do with our life. But what keeps you from doing the things you want to do? Is it fear? Is it rejection? Maybe the thought of just changing your environment is very, very difficult to imagine. The great thing though, is you have the option many times in life to overcome that. You can overcome that. Today's guest is Dominica Hans, and she did just that. She quit her nine to five job one day and decided to do a hundred new things. Today on The Social Network, we talk about her life, what it was like starting these hundred new things and discussing some of those hundred new things. It's more about facing your fears, trying something new, and seeing how it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Dominica Hans. All right, I have here with me my next guest. And before I get it going, I want to know how to say your name properly. I don't want to mess it up. Dominica. It's Dominica, and my surname is Hans. Hans. Dominica yeah. Hans. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. The very, I'm, origina uh, like I'm originally from Poland, so that's why the pronunciation is a bit different, I guess. <laughs> I don't like to mess up people's names. I uh, My name has been hacked up so much, Darian. It seems simple, but people hack mm -hmm. it up all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. So, well, thanks for being with me today, uh, Dominica, and... Uh, I love this whole concept of a hundred things, and I would love to just jump in and learn about how that came to be for you. Yeah, sure. Um, oh my gosh. Um, so actually, it started from me totally not trying new things and being super comfy in my nine to five, like very predictable life. And then I was so tired and I went on vacation and it obviously like usually vacation is awesome so i was um i was flying from poland to the us i was in florida i mean amazing things um disney world just going through like driving through the florida keys everything was so new tons of awesome new food and then it all came to the end and i was sitting at the airport ready to go back home to my nine to five work mm -hmm. and i was just sitting there and i was like oh my gosh i just i just don't want to go back right <laughs> and i and at first i was just thinking yeah that's just like the the normal thing everyone says when it's time to finally go home and you had so, so many awesome new experiences and then i was i i, I just said it to my husband i said i don't want to go back and and then we started talking about it and i realized well maybe i don't have to because if there's something like i mean 
when you are thinking, okay, I don't want to go back. I maybe one day I will quit it and I will start doing things that I really love to do. And then you're, you, you just catch yourself saying that. And I realize, oh my gosh, I'm just like waiting for this magical someday to finally happen and save yeah. me yeah, <laughs> instead of right. actually changing it myself and doing something about it. So that was a really pivotal moment for me. And I realized, no, I have to change a lot of things. And from there, I just signed up for career coaching. I decided to leave that job. I started my own company. And then from there, uh, I moved to Canada with my husband. And then I, when I was already here, I realized that I really love trying new things. And I don't want to lose that newcomer curiosity and just go back to this predictable everyday life and I realized okay I'll just challenge myself to try 100 new things and see how it goes and yeah and that's that's how my project started and then I started sharing it on social and a lot of other people started picking it up and actually being interested and trying some of the things with me and trying their own new things and yeah so that's that's where I am now so where are we at with within the 100 new things have you done all 100 new things or what number are you at no, I'm at, I'm at 75. So I've tried 75 new things. Wow. You're up there. You've gotten up yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Tell me about the first thing you did that was brand new. Number one. Let's do it. Oh, I, th- I think the number one thing was actually trying the um, uh, those sensory deprivation pods, those like uh, floating pods. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. It was amazing. Did you like it? Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> both like for the first like I did one where it was like an hour long mm-hmm. and the first like half an hour it was like really amazing and mm-hmm. you know you start at least for me I start seeing like these lights flickering all over the place in my mm-hmm. mind and you know kind of like streaks of light and uh it was good but then after a while like I don't know I just I just started like I, I started coming out of it you know, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like, it's just so dark in here now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was too long for the first time. I think it was too long. I think it was yeah. way too long for me. Like 30 minutes would have been perfect. So, but tell me yeah. about your experience with it. Oh, for me, it was like, I was so scared to even close the door. I was like, oh my gosh, it's dark. It's scary. It's like, there's nothing there. It's just like me with my own thoughts. And I was, I was a little bit afraid at first. So I took it really slowly I think like the first at least 15, 20 minutes, I was just like getting adjusted and like getting deeper into it, turning down the lights, like closing the door slowly. So I took my time at the very beginning and maybe that's why for me it wasn't that long because I was actually getting adjusted for like probably the first half of it and then I could enjoy it and and I didn't like I didn't feel it right away in the in the tap itself, but then after the experience, I felt like oh my gosh, I'm so like restored, and I have so much calmness, but also energy. Just like sometimes I feel like that after really good meditation, mm-hmm. and I feel like oh I I'm rested, but I'm also like I also have this energy inside of me. So yeah, so I really loved it. Uh, how it made me feel after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was like, so you did this first new thing and what was the thought process after that? Like, hey, I like this, like, or like what was happening after that? Well, usually I I usually have a lot of things that I want to try, but before I was like, like keeping them for later. Like, oh yeah, I will do it one day. Like, 
uh, I would probably tell my husband, oh, this is something that we should be trying maybe someday, or this is something I would really love to be doing. And then I realized, okay, it's exactly the same as with me going back, having, like it's exactly the same thought process as I had at that airport. I'm leaving things for someday. And for, at that moment, it was a huge thing, like changing my job. But then I realized I have also those little tiny things that I'm just like keeping for someday, keeping for later mm-hmm. and not, never doing them. And I think a lot of people have this kind of some, some kind of a bucket list that you yes. think, OK, I will be doing it. But you always feel or think, OK, I still have time for it. And like, I don't know if you ever noticed that when you live in a city for too long, and then like guests come to visit and then you realize, oh my gosh, I've never seen those like tourist attractions that are in my <laughs> own city, right? Because you're like, oh yeah, it's like, it's always there. I'll see it someday. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that this is, this is starting to happen to me, that I have those so many things that I want to try, so many things that I want to be doing, but then I'm not doing them. And very often when the weekend comes, you're just like, oh, I'm just, I, I don't have any ideas. I'm just tired to think of anything. Uh, but the truth is you actually have tons of ideas, but you are just not like, they, they don't come up to your mind. So yeah, so I started to be a bit more intentional about the, the small things and the bigger things that I want to be doing and planning on actually doing them and making sure that I try something new every week at least. Hmm. So is this very organized in terms of like, do you have all the things you want to try written down? Like take me through how you come up with those things. No, no. I mean, um, I, I, I started with having a list of maybe 20 things that I wanted to try, but I also wanted to keep my options open because I knew that if I have, if it's too rigid, I know myself that it wouldn't work for me. I mean, Mm. probably it's different for different people. Some people like to have it all planned out. Uh, for me, I know that I need a little bit of spontaneity and I also know that I need sometimes to adjust to what's going on. Uh, and it very often, like it very often happens, like with COVID, I had, I was planning to do so many awesome things during the summer. Like, um, I was planning to do this 5k run in the um, foam. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it was supposed to be super fun, but now things like that, they are all canceled. So like if I had it planned in a super rigid way, I would probably be a little bit sad that, oh, it's not happening, disappointed. But I think like having it more as a flow and checking my list, if there is something that I feel like trying this week or which of the things are um, will make me, will bring me joy and will make me happy this week. This is, this is how I usually I go around it. So, um, I just read my list and if there's nothing there that I want to try, like, I feel like trying, I just come up with other things. And with COVID, for example, I like at the very beginning, the very first week, I was so overwhelmed that I, like, I came up with, with totally different things on my list, like mm-hmm. building this, um, fort a blanket fort at home because i felt like i need a safe space for, for a while <laughs> just to process everything just to I stop like watching tv so yeah so i i try to keep my options open and also ask my community on social to come up with some things um from time to time and i get i get some awesome insights from from the community as well things that people tried and they think oh yeah. this could be fun for you as well what have you done that is maybe the the scariest thing that you tried uh, of something new? 
Oh my gosh, the, the scary thing was uh, running into the cold, frigid lake. Uh, I live mm -hmm. in Canada now, so it's like right. really cold. On the New Year's Day, they have this charity, like polar bird dip. That's how it's called. You just yeah, like, yeah. run into the water and run back. And I really hate cold water. So, <laughs> so I thought, yeah, that's perfect. That's something I should be doing just to see, just to see really how far I can go and how, how like, just to show myself that I'm actually capable of things that I would never consider to be something that I would do. And I feel, I feel like people often have those, those, those things that, oh, that's not for me. And we don't even challenge that because previously I would say, yeah, I don't like cold water. That's not something for me. But now when I catch myself saying something like that, I try to be really mindful about it and just think, is it really not for me? Or am I just saying my, telling myself it's not for me? And I think it opens like a ton of new opportunities as well. When you start asking yourself questions like that, it's like, oh, maybe that's something I actually could try. Right. And yeah. And obviously it was hard for me. I started with taking cold showers at home before <laughs> you start months before I was ready to cold just like showers. make my, yeah, just to make my mindset in the right place. So I could tell myself, no, it's not that much of a difference. I can do it. Um, yeah. But um, I guess the process is different for everyone. For me, it was like just tiny steps, colder and colder shower every day. And then I was ready to do it. Um, still freaking out, but yeah, but that was, that was pretty, that was a pretty cool experience. And, um, and it's always good just to show ourselves that we are capable of more than we thought. And, um, yeah, and I, and I, I also would love my audience and people who follow me on social just to see that, yeah, if I did it and I've never done it before and. I never considered myself to be someone who could be doing it. Maybe you can do something that you are afraid of as well. Maybe there's something that you want to be doing or you feel like could be fun, but you are still withholding yourself from doing it. And, um, and it could be fun for, your, for you to do it as well or try it. So, so uh, yeah, so that's, that's my intention. Yeah. What, what brought you the most joy? Which one on the list or things you've done where you're like, that was just so much fun to do? Recently, I started the um, garden, like those mm -hmm. um, like container gardening. Yeah. And I've never thought that's something that would be, be bringing me joy. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but now seeing those tomatoes growing, is just like, oh my gosh, it's, I don't know. There's some magic in it. There is. Even yeah, yeah. I mean, even a few months ago, I wouldn't consider myself liking it. But now it's just, I don't know, it just brings me so much joy every single day. And I guess that's also amazing that you see the progress and mm -hmm. like you, you, you just, you just take care of those plants and they keep on giving. And that's, that's so amazing. And um, even, even just the green color is so calming for, for, mm. for our eyes. So so even, even just that, but I feel like there's so much more to this, I don't know, garden therapy that's going on. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's also something like you can't rush, you know, we're in such a rush in our lives to do things and we don't want to wait in lines and we want Amazon prime and, you know, and, and it's like, you can't rush a garden. You can't produce fruit overnight. Yeah. 
you know, it takes time. And what is such a metaphor for life, you know, good things take time to develop. And we have to be mindful of that. I think we just want everything now instead of like understanding like, you know, whatever you're planting, whatever you plant in life, whether it's a garden and an idea, a project, it's the fruit takes a while to harvest for that. Yeah, exactly. And also a very important thing is that you don't see a progress necessary like for um, for a really long time. Because that's what I'm learning from my uh, bell peppers. <laughs> they were like, they were, <laughs> stuck, they were stuck at the same point. Like yes. they were not growing at all. And I was like, oh my gosh, bell peppers, they are supposed to be quite big and there's nothing. And there was nothing for weeks. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with them. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. It's not changing at all. Maybe they're, maybe they're just broken. And then they, now they started to bloom and they, they, they start to have a tiny um, fruits that are growing every single day. Like over, yeah. they, they, they sometimes like double in size overnight almost. And I think this is like a great metaphor as well for whenever we are doing some things that take, take time and we don't see a progress at all. And very often we're like, oh my gosh, it's not working. It's not for me. I'm <laughs> broken, right? But it's not. It's just like sometimes it just takes time and you don't see the effects right away. Sometimes you just have to wait for it. Yeah, oh my so gosh. That's, yeah, that's the, the lesson from my bell peppers. <laughs> What's funny is I literally just got in a conversation about it. And I think a lot of it is... Like if you're doing something, let's say you're doing like the hundred things, right? You're putting out posts about it or you're whatever you're talking about or you're working on, it can be demoralizing sometimes to not see the results when you're putting something out immediately, but you just have to keep going yeah. and, and know that there will be a result at some point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I feel that it's very often with a lot of things like, I see that on social media when we just post posts and mm-hmm. we just, like we, you, you don't often see the engagement. You don't often see people reacting, but yeah. then somehow some like I, I sometimes get messages from people out of a sudden and they're like, Oh my gosh, I've been following you for like weeks or months. And like, but they, <laughs> they never said anything. They never right? said anything. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's, so, so that's, that's what, what is often happening is happening somewhere in the background and we don't always see it, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. And yeah. And that's, that's just just a lesson in being patient and giving it a little bit more time. Do you ever talk to your plants, like your garden? You ever like say nice things to it? Like some people (laughs) do that. Yeah. I I think that sometimes I do like when I'm watering them, I I feel like sometimes I'm, I am saying something to them. Not, not not on a conscious level. I just catch myself saying words like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if they can hear me, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think my wife's so into that. Like we have big gardens and all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta talk to your plants really nice, you know, and, and you'll see like they, they start growing more and it's like, Mm -hmm. they are connected. We're all connected. And so, you know, it's, you're speaking kind words to the plants and stuff. I've heard all this before, you know, and different research and things. And it's interesting. Like if you take that approach, it's very, uh, a very connection centered approach with all things living, how you treat things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you probably heard of this experiment when they talk to water and they 
uh, and when they like use positive words and negative words and the water looks totally differently mm-hmm. in this experiment right so yes. so so there is something to it and i feel like whenever we co- come with love to whatever it is if it's like yes. if it's a plant or if it's another human it's it's just always better and more i don't know more fulfilling than when we come with anger and um and hatred so yeah, so, so for true. sure. So true. Now, what is, so you're getting people who comment about the hundred things. It is exciting. I mean, it caught my eye. What mm-hmm. are some of the like best ideas and maybe some of the far out ideas you've gotten from other people? Um, I usually get a lot of ideas about the personality quizzes because I'm a really? huge fan. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that. Um, I'm a huge fan of like those um I think Enneagram was one of the things that I, the ideas that I got from someone else. Um, and usually like when I post about one test, there's always a bunch of people saying, oh, there's another one that you have to try. There's this one or there's that <laughs> one. So I still have a couple on my on my list to try. Like um, I think I need to try the Strengths Finder. No, the Strengths Finder was the one that I've tried already. Um, how was it? How is it called? I don't remember now. Whatever, like there's like so many, so many good ones out there that I feel like, oh my gosh, I need to try them. And whenever I try one, whenever I do one, I feel like I'm always learning something new out of them. So yeah, so it's always so amazing. Uh, and I, I feel that there's like a lot of people start with those personality quizzes at first, when like their, their whole uh, journey with personal growth usually mm-hmm. starts with those tests because... You start oh, there, weird. you see who you are, and then you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I know where I can take it. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I don't know if you are a fan of personality tests. Well, I mean, I have my thoughts about it, believe mm-hmm. me. But uh, I mean, it's, it just depends. Like I've, you know, my doctorate's in behavior modification and okay. um, yeah. in sports exercise settings and stuff. So, you know, I kind of have both the the fun mm-hmm. popularized aspect of personality tests and also then the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people have been into the past, like the Myers-Briggs test, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, on one hand, I'm like, oh, what does it matter? You know, then on the other hand, though, that test is a very made up test. It's not scientific mm-hmm. at all. It's just, uh, and we know the research that personality, it's not personality types you know, that personality is a, a continuum. It's a, it's a flexible, malleable continuum, generally based on like five traits. And uh, the ocean test or ocean personality test is a really good scientifically uh, driven test on personality and flexibility within that. Um, so I always point people towards that, but I also think it's just fun. You know, there's a fun yeah. side of like just doing stuff. So I, I'm not like a rigid person about it, but I just think that, you know, there's kind of the science aspect of it. And then there's just like the fun side of yeah. it, you know, type yeah. of thing. And I, I think we got to be flexible on that. You know? Yeah. I think one is the fun, but also naming. I think sometimes we have emotions or we have traits that we are not able to name yeah. and fitting into some kind of a personality, like into a box where which is named and have like certain aspect like certain characteristics i think it's sometimes easier to see them in yourself and build your self-awareness um so so that's usually what what it is for me that i know i can see aspects of myself that i've never seen before 
and I can name them and I can ca- ca- like catch myself doing mm-hmm. some things that are not maybe that healthy for me or right, change right. them into something that is healthier. So, yeah, so I guess, I mean, everyone has a different approach and everyone can, can take something different out of it. And I, I understand what, that for so many people, it's just like fun. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, if it's a fun thing and if you have like if you have no plans for a weekend, that's awesome. If you can get more out of it, that's awesome as well. And um, if you don't like it, that's 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 I mean, that's for you as well. So I guess sure. if, like yeah. everyone is different and everyone can um, can see what they what they like. So, yeah, but I, I'm getting a lot of those personality tests. Why, though? Um, Why do you think that's so prevalent that people are like sending that your way or that they want to talk about that? Um, maybe because I've shared a couple of them already. Oh, OK. And um, and maybe also because people are always searching for something. Right. And I feel like trying new things is 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 sometimes a search as well, because yeah. from what I've seen, like trying something new happens when people like when people feel stuck, right? Very often. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's just it's just they're they, they they feel tired. They're like I mean they're stuck because they're tired. And like for me, building that um, blanket fort during the COVID situation, that was something that, that helped me right away because I was like, yeah, I just need to like try something different, do something different, like hide for a while, just be with my own feelings and process everything that's happening. And that was helpful. But sometimes we try new things and we see, oh, there's, it's not enough because like at my, for my airport moment, I realized, oh, it's not just about going on vacation. It's I'm not happy with the whole thing that is going on in my life. Like the whole nine to five thing is not working for me, apparently. So sometimes it's just a trigger to realize, oh, I need to dig deeper and I need to find like the underlying reason why I am actually doing searching for those new things. Why am I stuck? Why am I not happy with what is going on in my life? And I feel that this may be the reason why people try the personality quizzes as well because they are trying to figure out oh what is there for me what is it that i'm not happy with what is it that i need to change or i'm looking to change and i'm trying to maybe figure out my own path and um yeah so this is where it goes this like into this deeper layers of trying new things yes so yeah, so I, I think that's that's why trying new things is so awesome because it gives you this fun element, but it also gives you this deeper element of daring more and growing more and yeah, and just like changing what doesn't serve you very well in your life anymore, maybe. So yeah, so I, I, I feel like it's it's so simple, but yeah, it's kinda profound. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for people to change their behavior in a, in a large way? Like, you know, like you said, you're nine to five. You're like, I got to be done with this. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that in their lives with that. Many people say that, but I'm not necessarily sure it happens a lot with people. Why is that so hard? Um, from what I see, from what I uh, surveyed my own audience and I talked to my friends and other people 
I know it is a fear and it's different mm. kinds of fears, but things that come up the most from uh, when I talk to people is the fear of the unknown. And out of that comes the fear of not being good enough. And out of that comes the fear of failure, because if I don't know what happens, maybe I'm not good enough to deal with that. So probably I will fail. And the biggest fear of them all is the fear of judgment, which is, oh, I'll fail and actually other people will see it. So from what from what I've seen, it's not that people are afraid of trying new things. They're just afraid of being seen failing at trying something new. And this is and this is something that really holds them back. And sometimes this fear is not even is not even realistic. It won't maybe right. never materialize. It's something that is in our head. And um, I very often talk about the fear that I was having when I was quitting my nine to five, which was super weird. <laughs> and I just yeah. realized that I was like trying to those fun exercises with cards. And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm afraid what my parents would actually think about it. And I was like a full grown adult at that time. And I was not living with my parents. And I mean, we were like separate, separate people. I was having my own life, my own earnings and everything. And yet I was having those thoughts. Oh, what if my parents are not happy about it? And then I talked to them and they said, no, that's actually an awesome idea. And my dad even said, oh, I always wanted to have my own company. And I'm so glad that you're actually going for it. So my my fear was totally like it, it didn't have any basis, but still I was having that. And after confronting it with my parents, I realized, no, it was like it was this this false um this false thing that was happening yeah. in my head, it would never, it would never materialize. But still, I feel like a lot of people have those fears and sometimes we are not even aware that we have them and not to even mention uh, to confront them and, and think whether they actually have a basis for them or not. So, you know, yeah. it's interesting so, how people yeah. always say, like, I, well, I don't care what other people think, you know, but often that's completely untrue. Most people care what other people think about their actions and behaviors and how that affects their daily life, you know, and it many times prevents people from doing things because they're very afraid of, of the reaction. You know, what is saying like in love, rejection is so hard with mm -hmm. people. Being rejected is very difficult for people and it keeps people, that past rejection keeps people from future behavior and a, and a desire that they want, you know. Yeah, like totally. We still have that somewhere in our brain, this fear of being rejected by the society. And very often people have this, like, I think it's something that is uh, really popping up a lot when you talk to people, like what, what, what is the worst that will happen? And then your thoughts go into, oh, like I will lose my, uh, my house, I will lose my job, I will lose everyone I love and I will end up homeless living in a street. And this is like, this is this homeless living in the street is something that a lot of people are saying, because this is like this worst fear that we would be rejected alone, like without any protection and without any, like anyone helping us. And I guess it's something that we all have ingrained into our, 
uh, into our primitive brain where, where we were supposed to be part of a community to survive. And now we still feel like we still are afraid that we will not be able to survive without other people, even though in this day and age, I mean, you can earn your own money, you can rent your own apartment. Obviously, you need social interactions, but you will not die if right. your friends will not like you. You will, you can make, other, <laughs> you, you can make other friends, right? You can meet other of people. Of course, you'll be fine. It's not like you don't live in a jungle or whatever, right? But still, our brain behaves like. Like we were, like it was this, like the end of the world scenario, um, which is which is kind of funny, and sometimes it's just just good to realize, no, like it won't be that bad. I can I can still survive on my own, and I can still change my life and be happy um, and find new people to who support me. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're always fighting kind of this very static Stone Age brain that we have. Like that, mm -hmm. you know, people's behaviors are very static, very predictable in many ways. You know, we're, we have very ancient behaviors. And even in this modern world, we still, a lot of that still exists in our minds and how we go about trying things or what keeps us from doing things, you know. And I think that always fascinates me because as you get older, you're like, you see it. You're like, I know what's going to, I know this. This is exactly what's going to happen in this situation, mm -hmm. you know, and I think the hundred things is a sim is sim is symbolism for action or inaction and things. But it also makes me think like, what's really wacky that people have told you and you're like, I'm not doing that. Like, this is too much, you know? So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like often people like when I was quitting my job. I remember people telling me, "Why would you do that? Like, why would you? Why would you go and quit your job and start your own business? It's risky. Why don't you just stay here? Like, keep your head down and just do your thing on the side." And I, I like for me it was like I couldn't understand it, but for them it was something that was so. Like like the the reasonable thing to do, like like this is this is how you do it. Just stay here, get your money, and work on your things on the side. And I feel it was because of the fear that and the assumption that it won't work out, or the fear that they won't take me back any longer, or why would you even waste this thing that you worked uh, worked for so hard? And now you just want to leave it. 
So yeah, so I guess that that was a little bit of a of a of a weird of a weird thing. But I also see a lot of women, especially having self-limiting beliefs that say, "Oh, I cannot do it because I'm too old," or um, oh. "I yeah," or "I am not brave enough," or "I'm not this outgoing person." Uh, or I will go there and everyone will be looking nice and slim and I would be the only uh, bigger person in a group. So there is a lot of self-limiting beliefs that keep women. As, I, I, I see that especially in women when the how, how we look is like in, sometimes the society makes it so important how people look and women mm-hmm. internalize it so much that they feel, oh, I cannot do it until I look better or I until I, I know, it's only people my age because otherwise I would be judged. And, um, and it's popping up a lot, which is, which is really sad. And, and it's really, and I, I I'm hoping to, to change it. And I, I'm, I, I'm hoping that it's like the last moment in time when women go through it because it's so unfair and it's so, hmm, how to even say it? It's just like wasting your life believing that you are not good enough to do something uh, that you really want to be doing. Um, so it's like cutting your own wings, um, mm-hmm. which is which is super sad. And... Uh, well, you're believing something that uh, is not true. Um, I've said this before on my podcast, and I heard this, and I think it's it's very profound. Is you know, a lie that goes unchallenged is a truth that becomes basically how you live your life. Hmm. Um, and a lot of people, and especially certain groups of people, let's say in this instance, women um, who have been told a lot of terrible things growing up, especially in the 50s, 60s. You have to be this type of woman. You have to live this type of uh, of life. You have to have this behavior, this service model. And those things are not true. There was just something I was told to women to have this social construct to be put in this place, in this lane. And it took, and it's, it took and it's taking a lot of women and courageous people who are saying, you know, I don't want this life. I don't want to be told that I have to be this way. And why is it supposed to be this way? And and often we don't challenge lies. We just, we believe in the power of the lie and the person who said it or the people or the group who said it. And we just fall in line and we, we don't challenge it. And then when you don't challenge it, it becomes a truth for that person. And then they live quite unhappily in that truth, even though they may feel like it's not for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's exactly what you said. That's super important just to challenge it and just to, just to say it out loud. It's not true. And yeah. it doesn't have to be true. And just show, show people, show other women or show other people that it doesn't have to be like that. And, I often see that even for my parents when I show them examples of people their age doing amazing things, like even working out or running, they're like, oh, I can, oh, they're doing that and they're probably my age. I can, I can do it too. So it's just seeing the representation very often of people Mm -hmm. who are, who look like you and who uh, are at the similar 
point in life. I think that's that's also something that really really helps. And um, and I'm glad that actually we see the power of it in the world today, and especially with social media mm-hmm. and with um, information spreading really fast and people challenging um, those old truths that are not really true. And yeah, so so I guess. I'm 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 looking with kind of amazement to social media in that context mm-hmm. that it's that it's challenging those old beliefs and and changing them hopefully. Yeah, um, there's certainly a lot to be learned. Um, what's the plan after a hundred new things? Like you know, it's like a hundred. There's this nice big round number. Mm-hmm. What happens after that? I I feel like. The hundred is just a symbol, and obviously, I am looking towards getting to that number. But I don't feel it would change anything in me trying new things. Probably, it it will just be a like a stepping stone. Okay, I'm done with a hundred, but this I, I also feel like doing things gives us courage to do more things, and uh, and usually it's like this circle like like the more you do the more confidence and courage you get and the more courage you have you go for bolder and bigger things so i feel that this is a little bit of um a little bit of like you know raising your hand hundred times it's difficult but when you have Mm. like raise it once again it's just easy so for me it's just like trying so many new things and getting so used to it that trying something new and bigger and bolder will not, will not be, will be easy for me and will be, it already is part of my life and being really mindful of keeping it as a part of life. Because honestly, I mean, we always try new things and life forces us to try new things as well. And I think now with COVID and now with everything that's going on in the world, we see the world is changing. I mean, 2020 is like, is, is nothing like what we were used to before. So we are, we are trying new things, whether we like it or not. But trying new things in the intentional way, I feel that it makes people, and it's like, I'm trying to be the example for, for other people as well. So it makes me, and I feel it will make other people as well, more uh, open to trying new things, even if they happen to us, even if it's not something that we are choosing. Like with COVID, obviously, I'm, I wasn't, I never had it on my list, yet it happened, right? Uh, but I feel like when when I try more new, more of new things, I'm just more used to it. And being in this new situation changes the mindset more into learning from it instead of running from it or like being disappointed that life is different than it used to be. I mean, life is always different and it will be changing all the time. And I know some people don't like changes and they wish it would stay like whatever, good old days, which were never as good as we all like we, when, when we think about them, right. And now Mm -hmm. they seem better than they used to be, but still, um, I, I believe that things will be changing. I mean, we are living in the times when life, even 
20 years ago was totally different than it is now and it will go even faster and it will change even more and I think we all need to accept it and just change a little bit our mindset into, into benefiting from it and using it as a superpower to learn and to be better people than to be angry at it and just like keep it as I know some kind of a side uh, part of our lives instead of being it the, the integral part and intentional part where we intentionally gr- go for trying new things and learning new things and growing as a better humans in this new world. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> abstract with that. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go there with this. I'm going to just, <laughs> I totally get it. You're, I totally get it completely. Um, is there one big thing that you're like, there's a huge thing I want to do? Cause maybe there's, sounds like there's a lot of fun things and challenging things, you know, little things, you know, bigger things, but is there one huge thing you want to do? Um, I don't know if I have something like really huge on my mind at this point, uh, but probably something to do with public speaking and doing like a speech in front of the audience that I'm really afraid of is something that I have somewhere at the back of my head. Um, not sure if it's it would be part of my hundred new things to try with all the COVID situation, but right. uh, but I feel like this is something that. I really would like to see how, how it goes for me. Like um, this huge audience that is really intimidating, but yeah, but I'll see how that goes. <laughs> you just have to see, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that you're doing this. It's um, it really drew me in. Um, I'm someone that uh, always tries new things. And mm-hmm. of course in my life, I just lived so many places. So I'm very used to living in new mm-hmm. places regularly throughout my life, but um, I'm interested in the mindset, you know, of starting a hundred new things. And I think it's a really cool thing, thing, thing that you're doing. And I'm sure a lot of people really are taking to it and mm-hmm. um, are benefiting from your mindset. And uh, I really am happy that we got a chance to talk today, uh, Dominica, and you got to share about yeah. the hundred things. And uh, I, I'd love to hear how it's going, you know, and Hmm. what happens when you get to a hundred, there's always something about reaching a point, you know, and then what, what's the next evolution of a hundred plus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. I'm so happy. Uh, I, hopefully your audience will, will try more of new things. Mm -hmm. Um, when they, when they, when they like hear my story and when they maybe they will start asking themselves the questions and maybe they will stop waiting for some day with a lot of things that they maybe are wanting to really try or give a chance or don't even think that they can do and uh, I, I really hope and I try to encourage as many people as possible to not wait for this magic someday that is always feather feather and feather away yeah yeah <laughs> just, no, no waiting people in, yeah. don't wait don't wait. Yeah, Your just, life is going to pass you by. Believe me, you get older, that time starts going even faster. It feels faster and faster. Yeah. Like I just know. like flying away. So, you know, you better get to it in your life. You know? Yeah. I mean, even look at 2020. It's like half of a year already. Almost I mean, July right now. Right? You know? When did it happen? Yeah, that's, that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. So 
Well, thank you so much for coming on, Dominica. And I look forward for people. Yeah, of course. Look forward to people to check this out. And, uh, you know, Dominica Hans, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.